We've got a great lifestyle episode for you today. We are talking with Lynn Bowman, who uh, has recently authored a book called Brownies for Breakfast. Um, she is very into uh, the world of healthy eating, uh, healthy lifestyle, and she gives us a good idea as to how she does that, um, things to be thinking about. Uh, and it's all geared towards someone uh, in that age group of 50 to 75. She's actually 76 as we're talking to her. So really informative. I think you're going to love it. Yeah, I, I felt like she uh, shared a lot of good information. Uh, I just want to encourage you before we get into the show, visit our website, pomwealth.net. As you listen to the podcast, it might bring up questions and you're thinking, man, I'd love to be able to have a conversation. Uh, at the top right-hand corner, there's a button there that says complimentary phone conversation. You can click on that. Our schedule comes right up and you can schedule a conversation with uh, myself or Merce. Uh, and we'd be gl glad and would love to talk to you. Also check out our blog page every single Monday. We have a new blog that is posted and it has all of the things that we talk about on the podcast, but other topics around uh, how to get ready for and live throughout retirement, really on three areas. One is financial, the other is legacy and then lifestyle. So we try to hit the, all those different topics. But either way, before we get into this episode, we have to do a quick disclosure. That's right. The information contained in this podcast is intended to provide general information only and not to be considered individualized advice. Different types of investments carry different levels of risk. As always, please contact your financial professional for advice appropriate to your situation. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. This is the place where high achieving professionals come to gain confidence on how to successfully navigate their transition into and life during retirement. There's no such thing as a passive retirement plan. To have a successful financial future, your plan must be actively managed. Each week, we will bring you action plans and expert interviews that will help you gain insights, learn fresh perspectives, and finally experience peace of mind about your retirement. Here to help you achieve your dream retirement and live the life you deserve are your hosts, certified financial planners, Raiden Stansel and Merce Tariq. Welcome everyone to our Secure Your Retirement podcast. And uh, today uh, we are bringing on a, a guest. You know that in our podcast, our goal is to talk about three things. One of three things typically is financial, uh, legacy, and then uh, lifestyle. Today I will tell you is a lifestyle podcast. And I say that because it's about how to make sure that you have as healthy a lifestyle as possible. And we have a very special guest on. Her name is Lynn Bowman, all the way from California. So first of all, let me just say, welcome to our podcast and thank you for coming on, Lynn. Well, thank you so much for the invitation and excuse my hat. This is the, the Nevada Wolfpack, um, University of Nevada, in case you didn't recognize it, uh, but um, I'm wearing it for my grandson uh, today. Very good, welcome. Uh, I'm very glad to have you on the show today. Merce and I, you know, we love it whenever somebody comes on and shares things with us that we uh, can, can help us think about not only just the financial side, but also the health side. And I, I like what your little uh, caption here is it's glam grandma who knows how to get you to, to eat your veggies. And, uh, and when we were talking prior to starting this interview, you actually said a lot of people don't understand the connection between health and wealth and how they're connected. So can you kind of give us, first of all, maybe a little bit of background, what got you on this quest? And then maybe what's the mission of what it is that you're trying to accomplish? 
Okay, well, you've already kind of leaked it. The mission is to get you to eat your veggies. So let's just put that <clears throat> right out in front. But um, I uh, am a, a type two diabetic and have been since the 80s. And that started me on a quest to figure out how to stay on my feet and stay healthy. And, and, and I realized in the process of doing that, that a lot of the information that was put out about type two diabetes and other chronic diseases was not in my mind, accurate and not too helpful. Uh, so uh, it's been decades, obviously. I'm now 76, as I confessed to you earlier, uh, but I'm happy about that. I love being 76. I survived and I plan to survive happily for as long as I can, maybe another 25 years or so. And I love the idea of bringing that kind of security to people if I possibly can. And I think a lot of people don't understand this clear connection between your money and your health, that, that something like 85% of the bankruptcies in this country are because of ill health. Uh, and staying healthy is one of the best uh, preventive financial strategies you can have, as well as, come on, let's just have more fun. Let's be more active. Let's enjoy every year of our life that we possibly can. And the best way to do that is to be healthy. So, and, and there are some very clear strategies now. A lot of research has come out in the last few years about exactly what it is that keeps you on your feet longer, better, stronger. Uh, and it isn't always what people think, you know, the, um, there's a lot of kind of a jumble of misinformation, people selling supplements and, you know, um, the, the healthcare industry saying one thing and the supplement industry saying another thing and, and uh, the diet industry pushing stuff out all the time. So um, I, I'm here to talk about what I personally have been able to discern as the truth in all of that from the point of view of a grandma, <laughs> right? I, I, that's my uh, uh, sort of uh, letter behind my name is I'm a grandma. And, and so um, I have a very different point of view as a woman who has stood beside, uh, b behind a sink for many years in my life, as well as I've had a, a career in communications and advertising. And <clears throat> so I've been an office monkey too. But, um, and I, I have three kids, single mom. So, so I think I have some street cred when it comes to what really works you know, and, and what can you incorporate in your life that makes sense, that's going to make you feel better for a long time. So that's what I'm about. And as you know, I have a, a book out on the subject recently, Brownies for Breakfast. And I titled it that way, very consciously, because I think so many people associate healthy eating or a healthy lifestyle with deprivation, like Oh, you mean I'm, I have to give up sweets and give up fun and give up eating what I want and give up eating when I want. It's always about something that they're going to be denied. And we have this emotional, all of us relationship with food and, and our bodies, you know, and we don't want anybody telling us what, even a grandma, you know, we don't want anybody telling us what to do, what to eat, uh, when to eat, how to eat. But 
guess what? Um, if you want to be healthy and you want to keep your money um, to do fun things with and not pay uh, medical bills, uh, you're going to have to listen up about what to eat, when to eat, and how to move because that's that's the big one when it comes to keeping yourself healthy for sure. Although, and you you guys know this, um, community is huge in keeping you healthy and happy and alive longer. So it's impossible to talk about food. Food isn't just food. It's about communion. It's about sitting and eating with people. Who are you eating with? Are you eating alone? Are you eating out of a paper bag? Are you driving through for all, you, all your meals? Um, all of that has a very big influence on how healthy you're going to be uh, and for how long. Mm. Yeah, Lynn, that is a very good overview there. Thanks for sharing that. Um, how many grandkids do you have? I have two, two. <laughs> right? So not a huge number, but they're perfect. Yeah. They're well, so you're, you're lying about getting them to, or getting anyone to eat their veggies. I've got a two-year-old at home and almost two-year-old, and we're working on that right now and trying to find little ways here and there to sneak it into what he thinks is a treat is actually just full of veggies. So I'm um, all about it. It's, it's, it's all about smoothies, Marcy. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Um, right. But I mean, it makes sense, right? If you're, if you're, if you're healthier, especially in your later years, you could be avoiding some major, major medical costs or the maybe delaying the threat of long-term care and all these different things that are very, very expensive, especially where we live in the U S. Um, so living a healthy lifestyle, not only can save some money, but it can also, you know, provide some happiness in retirement as well and not be so bogged down, but how do we do that? And so that's why I want to dive in. Uh, it seems like you've done a ton of research and I think, you know, we all will Google here and there, hey, what's the best diet to be doing right now and get caught up into uh, whatever marketing works towards us. And we go pick that diet and run with it for a little bit. And and so we want to hear about what you have um, found and think is one of the ways that works for you and maybe some people that you work with. But um, what would you say is the most uh, surprising advice that you would give? Let's keep all the listeners on the edge of their seats here and let's get straight to the advice. Okay, surprising advice. Um, this is becoming less surprising. It's out there and it's supported. But if you haven't heard the news, um, one of the most important things you may do for your health is to not eat so often. Um, Americans particularly eat all day and all night. And the, the first thing you might consider doing to radically change your health rather quickly is to stop eating all the time, to eat in a shorter window of hours. And I highly recommend midday during the day, not too, too late, not when it's dark. And right away you're going, yeah, well, but we, you know, people in this country, particularly well in Argentina and some other places, but um, everyone's eating pizza at 11 o'clock at night in front of the TV, right? And that is the worst possible scenario as far as your body is concerned. Some of the really interesting, exciting newer research is about a thing called autophagy, which is my new favorite word. I love saying it, autophagy. And essentially it means your, your body's cells ability to cleanse themselves. 
And we didn't used to consider that at all. And so it's a picture that I want everyone to have of you've got to give your body time to do the processes that it knows how to do beautifully to clean itself. And, and the body wants to do that when you're sleeping at night, late. And if you continue to shovel food in, it's like continuing to drive on the highway when the crew is there and they're trying to clean it up and the trucks and shovels and everything, and you're still, you have to empty it. You have to leave it so that, so that these cells can do this process of cleansing. And they are getting rid of dead bits um, and allowing your body to wash itself out. And without that, it's just like that closet you've got in your rubber's room. It just fills up with stuff. It, it, and, and that's not a scenario for health. Um, it's just this, this refuse is piling up in your body just the way it would in your garage. So that I may not be totally surprising to people, but it certainly was to me when I first really put my snoot in it and understood the science of it. Um, and, I, and I hope that's a picture that people can take away, that you need to let your body rest. And that the only time your body actually heals itself is when it's in deep sleep. Mm. And you cannot sleep deeply if you have a full stomach. Uh, you need to leave a period of time from your last meal to when you go to sleep. And that's going to let you sleep better, which is a complaint of a lot of us who are older than 45 or 50. Sleep can become an issue. And, uh, and you can't have great health without great sleep. So, and especially now they're making the connections between cognitive health and sleep. Um, very, very important. So understand that food plays a role in sleep and um and all these bodily systems are connected you know you can't really separate out movement exercise or mood or food or you know it's it's all part of the same system you know we give it different names but it's it's all just you <laughs> and, but the good news is you're in charge you know you can you can make a decision to change something that you're doing and it will work. Uh, it's, it can be very powerful. And you said, yes, I've done a lot of research and I'm my biggest guinea pig, right? I'm the only truly cooperative subject that uh -huh. I have to experiment on. So not that I haven't tried with kids and husbands and things, you know, but <clears throat> um, I, I've experimented with being a total vegan and um, that was very, very interesting. I did that for six months um, and I got a great result in my hemoglobin A1C coming down uh, and I felt great. It was all wonderful. But since then I've moderated and I now eat some fish, uh, salmon particularly, uh, and it's all backed by science, but also delicious. I mean, you know, it's, it's something I really love to eat and um, a very healthy thing as far as I'm concerned to eat. There, there is a recipe or two in my book for that. But the thing that all the science supports is whole food, plant-based eating. And there's really no disagreement about that among people who study food, nutrition, longevity. I hope that you are enjoying the show. 
By the way, if you are in or nearing retirement and are someone who wants to gain clarity on what questions you should be asking, learn what the biggest retirement myths are, and identify what you could be doing to achieve peace of mind for your retirement, get started today by requesting your complimentary video course, Four Steps to Secure Your Retirement. To access the course, simply visit pomwealth.net forward slash podcast. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in applying these principles to your life. So head over to pomwealth.net forward slash podcast and check us out. So I was going to ask you, because you said your book is about eating brownies for breakfast or whatever. Uh, what would you say the, the overall whelming premise? Because I mean, you know, we know people like do things like calorie counting. They maybe do intermittent fasting. Maybe they decide they're not going to eat carbohydrates or they're going to eat low amounts of carbohydrates. Uh, like you're saying, you don't, I'm assuming based on what you just said, you don't eat red meat, you don't eat pork, you stick with the other things. So what would you say the overwhelming premise then of your being an experiment, in an experiment, it says, hey, these are the, the components of what you could do and what you should avoid. So it's whole food and plant-based. So most everything that you eat should be a plant food and as little processed as possible. So some people consider putting something in a blender processing it. To me, it's like, well, if it's spinach in the blender, it's still spinach. Yeah. <laughs> it's, still, it's still whole food. It still was just a spinach leaf and I haven't done anything except chop it up. So, so more plants, whole food. Um, and when it comes to meat, if you are going to eat meat, make sure it's happy, grass-fed, college-educated um, meat, you know, not factory farm. It's, it's very important for your health because the, the dairy products and the meat products that come from factory farming are not something that is going to add to your good health. Uh, so if you want meat, make sure you're, you're sourcing it well, that it's, that it's from, that you know what that critter ate, yeah. um, because that's what you're eating. So, so I'm not going to tell everyone to just drop meat now, but I am going to tell everyone, here's my number one recommendation is no sugar. If you take sugar out of your diet, that is going to eliminate so many things in bags, in boxes, you can't even imagine. Once you start really religiously reading the labels and you're doing this first because you have a child, two-year-old child. So you're becoming so much more conscious of it. Once you start really reading those labels, you're going, oh my gosh, this has sugar in it. That has sugar in it. Everything has sugar in it. Yes. And then the next bit there is I hope you know by now that sugar is in fact addictive. It's more addictive than heroin. There's lots of science behind that. And so when people say, well, how about if I just kind of cut down on the sugar? My response is, well, how about if you just cut down on the heroin? That works? <laughs> no, it doesn't work. You know, you need to get off of it because your body is, is responding to this substance that it is addicted to. And so give yourself two or three weeks and then kind of see how you feel and see how it's going. I mean, really get off of it, really go on a sugar diet. And, and my book, by the way, the brownies for breakfast idea is 
that you can make fabulous food with no sugar. You just don't realize it. And, and there are all these great sweeteners out there now, which of course, because I'm diabetic, I was on this maybe sooner than a lot of people were because I really needed, it was essential that I be more careful than other people. But it turns out that the same prescription that is super healthy for a diabetic or someone with heart disease, that's the same prescription for everybody. We should all eat like a diabetic. So the book is, my brownie is made out of pumpkin and nut butter and monk fruit sweetener. And you can use egg substitute or, or regular eggs. Eggs, it turns out, if you're truly vegan and you, know, you really wanna be strictly vegan, you won't eat eggs, but eggs are a, a super whole food if you're sourcing them well from a happy chicken, you know, whose name is known by a farmer who loves her, um, go ahead and eat eggs, they're wonderful. But um, you can make a brownie and I, I tell you, I could show up at any church supper with my brownie and stack it on a table there and not tell people it was sugar-free. And there would be a number of people who would come up to me and go, oh, Miss Bowman, your brownie is the best thing I've had in a long time. It's gooey and delicious. I can't believe how yummy it is. It's too rich maybe, but it's really good. It's, it's just knowing how to make food without crappy ingredients. Pretty simple. Gotcha. So, so let's say we get the, the diet aspect of being healthy all figured out, which is a big part of it. You know, they say, I, I used to say when I was younger, I used to say, I work out so hard so I can eat whatever I want. And which is really kind of a false statement. It was, it worked because I was young and I had a strong metabolism at the time, but as and you, you were age, a guy and a guy, and mm -hmm. as you age, your metabolism starts to slow and you have to be very careful about what you eat, uh, but still the formula does apply. Exercising does apply, yep. but you know, um, it's not, it, it, the diet is a huge part of staying healthy, but let's say we get the food part figured out and remember our list feel good enough to exercise. Right. And so remember our listeners are 55 to 75. You told us that you're 76 yesterday. And so for someone of that age category, what would you say is the, the best exercises to complement a very nice diet? Well, first of all, walk. Everybody sh should walk all the time, everywhere they can, as often as they can. Best exercise anyone can do at any age. It's, we are meant to walk and run. Uh, and, and so do that. It doesn't cost you anything. It can save you money. Um, and it's, it makes you feel good. Uh, and then beyond that, what I do, and I highly recommend it because it's social as well, which is a huge part of our health and mental health and physical health as we get older. Uh, I work out three times a week with a group of gals, roughly my age, some younger. Uh, we do TRX, we do Pilates. Uh, it's a workout that would um, stack up, you know, with, with it's, it's definitely a workout, but it's also stretching, it's, it's core muscles and so on. So if that works for you, if you have a place that you can go and do that, it's great for me because I see my friends uh, three times a week and, and we laugh and make fun of each other and um, dish. And that is a huge part of health as well. Uh, it's very hard to be super healthy and be completely alone. 
Um, so I would recommend highly that you find a way. We have a walking group in town. I live in a very small country town, but we have a, a group of people who walk on the beach and walk on some of our trails and we communicate via um, email. And okay, we're gonna show up at this trail, eight o'clock, show up at that trail, eight o'clock, different days. That's walking and hiking. Uh, working out in a gym, uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's not my thing, you know, because I, I, I like it to be a very positive and supportive kind of situation. So it just depends on what the gym is. Dancing, you know, take Hawaiian dancing, take any kind of a lesson that gets you out there with some music and, and some younger people maybe and, um, and just move your buns, you know? That's, that's basically all you need to do. Even if it's just walking, walking down the street, walking a dog, a lot of my friends, of course, have critters that have to walk. So that gets them out and walking their, their fuzzy friends. But yeah, Marcia, and I wanted to go back to your baby one more time because I talk with families a lot about how to get kids to eat their veggies which is um, a thing that I think you need to start really young. And in, in, with my kids, I, it was not that hard. It was kind of fun. They learned very young that they needed to shop with me, cook with me. They needed to clear, clear the table. And a kid will eat what a kid grows or a kid cooks. So get your child starting in the dirt as soon as possible with some kind of a little, you know, even if it's something on a sink that's, that's herbs, parsley, something that's growing um, and, and get that kid up to the stove and stirring stuff and cooking stuff as soon as possible uh, because then they'll, they'll eat it, absolutely. It becomes a different thing when they've made it, you know, and they've participated. And my kids also, um, and if they were here, they would, growl about it probably, but they they always had to read the label on everything at our table. Nothing got by without having that label read aloud uh, and dramatically at times <laughs> because mm -hmm. and, until you understand what is in processed food, it's hard to be motivated to work a little hard and make something yourself. You know, you have to quit just eating out of a bag. It You, you cannot be healthy just eating stuff out of a to-go bag or a, a bag of Oreos or Doritos or any of those things. They, they are actually engineered to addict you. And I, I don't know if, if you guys have talked about that before, what big food really is up to, but um, they're not your friend. <laughs> you know, those, those foods were not created to make you healthy. They were created so that you couldn't stop eating them. They literally are engineered to make you unhealthy when you think about it. So, and, and forgive me for being a bit of a scaremonger here, but, but I think it's important to really get that message that, that when you're eating out of that bag, you are eating someone else's profits that are made on your ill health. Yeah, so, well, it's all very, uh, I mean, when you talk about it, it's like, okay, well, that makes sense. That's extremely interesting, extremely kind of gets you to think and go, that's, that's, 
That makes sense. So let me ask you this, uh, Lynn, uh, people listening, if they wanted to get your book either, uh, or and, and learn more about you, what's the best way for them to go do that and get that information so they can continue to learn about what you're uh, teaching? Thank you, and, and I hope you will. I love hearing from people. I love getting questions and inquiries. And my website is lynnbowman.com. Very simple, L-Y-N-N-E. B-O-W-M-A-N.com. There's a form on the, the little thing, contact, that you can send me a message. And I try to respond to all my messages. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, uh, all of that. And in some cases, my, my author name is Lynn Parmiter Bowman, P-A-R-M-I-T-E-R. -E so you can search that and find all my podcasts on Listen Notes and Spotify and those places. Um, but just search my name and you'll, you'll, there are a couple of other Lynn Bowman's, but there are no other Lynn Parmeter Bowman's. Okay. And the website again is lynnbowman.com. And the new book is Brownies for Breakfast, a cookbook for diabetics and the people who love them. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Lynn. It's been a pleasure having you on. I know what you've shared is going to be interesting for our listeners. So thank you so much. I hope so. Thank you. All right, everyone, that wraps up today's episode of the Secure Your Retirement Podcast. If you found value in today's episode, we would love nothing more than for you to head on over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and a review. Be sure to take a screenshot of the review before you submit it, and we'll send you a special gift. Our book, Get Off the Retirement Roller Coaster. Just email morgan at pomwealth.net with a screenshot of the review to get your gift. Also, be sure to subscribe so you get notified of new episodes as they're released every week. And finally, please share our podcast with your favorite social network so more of your friends and family can benefit from this information. Always remember, you've worked hard to get where you are, and now you deserve to have a retirement that works hard for you.